From Flint Podcasting Company and the Michigan Small Business Development Center, this is Lessons from Main Street, a podcast about what it's really like to start, run, and grow a business. In this season, we're bringing you a series of stories shared by SBDC clients in Flint, Michigan. My name is Stacy Sherman, and on today's episode, a local craft brewer has to rebuild his business from scratch just 10 days after it opens. Uh, my name is Doug Grover, and I own, I'm the owner and brewer at Redline Brewing Company. So Doug's background is not business or bartending. He actually started his career as a teacher. He has his bachelor's and master's degree in special education and learning disabilities. He taught special ed in Lapeer, which is a city northeast of Flint, for seven years before he resigned to pursue his brewing business. My last year teaching, they, they, they closed down the program that I'd worked in for the, since the beginning of my career, and they uh, brought in a company called Ombudsman. And uh, they, moved, they moved us to a different building, and it was just, it, I, it, just it, it, wasn't, it wasn't working for me. I don't think it was working for the kids, but I, just, I, I, couldn't, bring myself to, I couldn't bring myself to go back the next year. I mean, teaching kind of changed me as a person, and it's like I'd always been kind of a happy-go-lucky person. I just enjoyed life, and it got to where I was just miserable most of the time. It was it was terrible. I mean, I was just I was I was cranky. I was just I wasn't sleeping at night, and it was just I was negative about everything, and it just it wasn't it wasn't good. Doug had been home brewing for a while, and after visiting a microbrewery one day, he had a vision for expanding his own home brewing hobby into a local pub. There's a, a brewery that had opened up the previous summer in Mason called Bad Brewing Company. It's a cool small space and it was just it was like my wife and I were out there every pretty well every weekend and it's like I, I, I brewed with them a couple different times and it was just I really enjoyed it and it's like I I was so used to seeing like this the scale if you go to like uh, Frankenmuth I mean it's it's a huge it's you see these tanks that are you know thirty forty thousand dollars a piece and there's ten of them and it just you know, that's, that's big money. I just, I didn't realize that doing what I'm doing now was even an option. Doug signed the lease on the first location in January of 2015 during his last year as a teacher. The building was in Burton, which is an eastern suburb of Flint. It had been vacant. The, the section, or the building, that, or the, the section of the building that I was in, or the suite, or I guess whatever you want to call it, was, uh, had been vacant since 1998. It was a video store. I think it was 1977 to 98, and then it closed up, and there's no plumbing, no heating, cooling, no electrical. It was just, it was a, it was a disaster in there. Working on his own budget, Doug recruited as much help as he could to do the build-out. My mom, uh, some uh, friends, my wife, my, my in-laws, everyone was out there. We were gutting the place, <laughs> building, building stuff, and I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a gearhead. I'm very, very much a mechanical person, but when it comes to building stuff, it's <laughs> definitely not my forte. They pretty much finished the build-out in early summer, just in time for Doug to get married in June. But even though the space was ready, legally, Doug could not open. I went through a lot trying to, with the licensing and the federal government and the state government. Like they say that it's supposed to, it says it's supposed to take 30 to 90 days, and that comes and goes, and you try and call, and you're on hold, and then you get every answer from every person that, I mean, everything's different. It ended up that the person that was, had, had control of my case literally forgot about it. So I should have been licensed quite a bit before. And it's like, I'd run out of money. I was freaking out. I didn't have, I, I wasn't able to open yet. And um, it was just, that was a complete nightmare. <laughs> it was a complete nightmare. I just, and I got to the point where I needed, I mean, I needed open or it was just, it was going to be bad. <laughs>
I was completely fed up from talking to people and then everyone telling me I needed to be patient. It's like, you know, I can only be so patient. I mean, you know, there's, there's a budget in life. I mean, I still had a mortgage. I still had, you know, bills that had to be paid. I mean, I, was, I had bills on a building that I couldn't use. Um, and I just, I needed to get open. So I just, uh, I, I just, I just drove down there. I know they weren't overly thrilled with me for doing that, but, um, that's, that was the only option I had. And it worked. I mean, I drove down there, then they, it was a week later I had the, I had the license to open. Did you catch that? Doug actually drove down to the government licensing facility in Cincinnati, Ohio. Talk about tenacity and resourcefulness. And even though they weren't too happy with him for doing that, Doug got his license a week later. So totally worth it. So he got his license finally and opened on October 1st, 2015. And then, well, I'll let Doug tell the next part. And uh, we opened 10 days and the building burned down. Yep. After all that, the building Doug was leasing burned down. After the break, what happened and the fate of Red Line Brewery. How much do you really know about the SBDC and business consultant Harry Blecker? Well, keep listening to find out. This podcast series is made possible by the I-69 Trade Corridor Regional Office of the Michigan Small Business Development Center, or SBDC. The Michigan SBDC offers no-cost counseling, business education, and a range of services to help any small business start, grow, innovate, or transition. SBDC offers all kinds of workshops, from the basics of starting a business, writing a business or marketing plan, and learning financial management to advanced sessions on human resources, marketing, cybersecurity, and more. Most SBDC clients in the Flint area work with senior growth business consultant, Harry Blecker. And just like most counselors, Harry gets to learn a lot more about his clients than they do about him. Well, I turned the tables and found out some really interesting things about Harry, and now I'm sharing them with you during the break of each podcast in this series. Any entrepreneur knows that starting and running your own business involves some risk, but risk should be considered within reason. Harry applies that same rule of thumb in his own personal goals. Uh, Cuba is kind of you know, on the top of the list of, of my bucket list. Uh, given the, my, stage in my stage of my career and life to do something sort of rule breaking a little bit, but now that the door is opened and you know, to take the cruise ship. I'm, I mean, I'm adventuresome. I'm not so sure if I would stay in a hotel in Cuba, but to stay on the boat and then take day trips off the boat into different parts of Cuba could be interesting. So whatever your dream, don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. But it might be a good idea to have a cruise ship waiting for you at the end. To learn more about the SBDC or to find resources close to home, visit Start growflint.org This podcast series is produced by Flint Podcasting Company, founded by me, Stacy Sherman, in early 2016. We at Flint Podcasting are committed to helping people and businesses share their stories. We believe that storytelling has the power to connect each other, to create empathy across geographic, economic, and cultural lines. For more great storytelling or for help sharing your story, Visit our website at flintpodcasting.com and follow us on Facebook. 
Okay, so before the break, Doug finally finished the build-out and got his licenses, and 10 days later, it all burned down. So the uh, um, landlord um, supposedly un- unintentionally um, burnt the building down. <laughs> so it took all that time to get it up and running. We were open 10 days, and uh, that was that. I got there about 6.30 in the morning, and I was, I was, I was brewing, and... Um, it was uh there's there's smoke was starting to come out of the vents the the the, the heating and cooling vents in the in, in the brew room and I couldn't figure out what was going on so I looked out the back door and it looked like 9/11 on the, on the complete opposite end of the building it's you know it's a plaza it was in a strip mall and um, so I ran back in I was gonna my mother-in-law was doing my bookkeeping she was coming out that day to meet with me about what we had to do for tax stuff and everything and uh, I had all my paperwork all laid out in the room and. Um, I w- went back in to try to grab it, and that was a really stupid idea. It was a room filled up with smoke. I couldn't see. It was, it was just it was terrible. I can see how people die from smoke inhalation. I mean, it just happens so fast. And it's like, I mean, if, you know, luckily I was able to, I, there was an the alley in the back. I, I, was, I, I crawled out and I ran. I mean, it was just, but I mean, you can't breathe. You can't see. It's just, I mean, it's, it's terrifying. I was sitting across the street in the fire department parking lot, and, you know, you're watching, watching this building you just sunk everything, literally everything you had into, and it's just, it's gone. It's, I don't even know that there's, I don't even know that, I, I don't even know there's words to really describe that. A Ten months worth of time getting into, to, to get a, to get everything up and running, and then it's just, it's gone in a matter of an hour. But yeah, the, it was, it was a total loss. I lost everything that I had in there. It was, I mean, turned out we were underinsured. Um, that was, that was, that was a nightmare. So after the fire and realizing that his insurance would not cover everything, Doug was not sure if he would be able to reopen. I mean, as it took everything that I had, and I mean, I brought some money from family members and stuff to the, the first time around, but it's just like, you know, you, you had X amount, and then you only got this much out, and it was already a budget bill the first time. And trying to find a place, like I, people kept telling me, oh, you know, property, commercial property is a dime a dozen in Burton or in Flint and Genesee County, and it is not. <laughs> it's, it's not, there's... To have things that are available, I mean, spaces that are available, I mean, things that aren't a complete dive, I mean, it's, it's expensive. But Doug ended up signing a lease on a building just an eighth of a mile from the first building. So this, the building that we're in currently used to be a tanning salon. And, um, and this had been vacant since, this had been, it had been vacant for a little while when, when we first came in here, but um, the landlord, the new landlord, worked with us well. We have the op- the option to buy this, to buy this, the current building, and that's something we're definitely looking into doing. Hopefully, after the first year. So we got into the we got into the, this new place. I mean, at that point in time, it's you know, it's it's the it's October. Um, I didn't have a job. My uh, everything kind of went up in smoke, and we we're you know trying. I was still I was still battling the stuff with the insurance company, trying to figure out what to do. Um, I signed this lease on October thirtieth, two thousand fifteen. And um, we completely, completely gutted this place. Doug had a lot of hands-on help from friends, family, and customers. But that didn't make doing everything all over again any less painful. Oh, it was awful. I mean, I hated it the first time. I just, I don't, I don't enjoy doing that. I don't enjoy the building, building stuff. And I mean, I, it was just, having just finished the, the, the first place. And I mean, you know, it was the first year of a new marriage. And I mean, we got married in June. Then the summer was spent trying to get the the brewery up and running. And then we finally saw that light at the end of the tunnel. We were open. Money was going to start coming in. And then having to do it all over again, 
I mean, it's like, you know, I was up here 100 hours a week probably trying to get this place done and to where we can get open. And it was just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have no desire to do something like that ever again. I like to brew beer. And just like before, he had to deal with licensing red tape again. You, you can't just transfer licensing. <laughs> so I had to reapply for everything. And it's just like, I can't wait nine months. I'll be bankrupt. So I had to drive to Cincinnati again. And um, I mean, it was the same thing. I, I, I called and I said, you know, like I need this expedi- expedited. The uh, city of Burton was really, really, the um, Paul Zelenko, our mayor, was really good, was really, really good to us to help to kind of light the per- proverbial fire under uh, everyone's butts to get the thing uh, moving along. But uh, no one, every time I would call down to TTB in Cincinnati for the, the federal licensing, I mean, I'd be put on hold. I mean, I was getting different answers all the time. So I ended up just, uh, there's one day, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down. So I um, called and left a message on the... <laughs> Um, I guess you call her the supervisor down in Cincinnati and said, I'm driving down tomorrow. And she called me back the next morning and expressed her frustration with me. But it's like, I mean, you tell me to, that I, I should I should call. It's like, well, I've called every day and I haven't gotten any information. Um, but I had the brewer's notice about two weeks after that. And we reopened here. Uh, the first soft opening was on Valentine's Day, February 14, 2016. Somehow I missed the connection between the name Redline and the very obvious car theme inside the bar and the tachometer logo. So I asked Doug to explain. So it's on a tachometer, the point where uh, the um, RPMs, the, the red line where it's like things start to fly apart. That's, <laughs> that's pretty well. That's the, the uh, main logo and the signage and everything is a, a tachometer with Redline Brewing Company. Once Doug explained that to me, I started noticing all of the cool car stuff around, which, if you aren't from here, fits perfectly with Flint's deep history with cars, particularly Chevrolet. I have uh, two uh, 1929 Model A doors. Um, my buddy painted, or my, my buddy painted those. Um, then he's also a pinstriper, like old school pinstriper, so it's all, all um, pinstriping on the bar, on the bar rails. Um, this room over here, I call it the Chevy room, because that's Chevy orange. Uh, the old Chevy Teal, and um, it's just then the the cream. It's just it was uh, like very very much like 1950s Chevy colors. So after a very bumpy beginning, Red Line Brewery celebrates its one year anniversary on February 14th this year, and it has been a good year. The last year has been a huge learning curve. Um, is it's like when we first opened, it was it was you know we were we were slammed. It was busy. It was really busy. I couldn't. I mean, like I I'd, I'd been brewing. I had just enough beer brewed to be able to open, and then, so it's like I was just constantly constant. I was brewing brewing all day, and I was here all night closing, getting up and doing doing it again the next day. We have uh, two bartenders, and uh, me. So it's the three of us that kind of make the place <laughs> make it happen every day. Trying to learn the like the busy times and the slow times, I kind of gave up on that because it's different. Week every every week's different. You know, you have your your slow weeks, you have your busy weeks, you have your ridiculously busy weeks and your ridiculously slow weeks. And we've been profitable the whole way through. It's not like we've never. Um, I mean, I've never been late. Never been late on a payment. Everything. I mean, everything's been up to date. It's been. I mean, I couldn't really ask for. I couldn't really ask for anything better than than what it has been. It's just it's it's a learning curve. If you aren't familiar with craft beer. This is nothing like your traditional Budweiser or Miller Lite. Doug really takes the craft part seriously. 
Even if you don't like beer, Doug's description of a couple of his brews may change your mind. Well, I, I have 20 beers on tap. They rotate all the time. I'm, I mean, I get an idea in my head, and I, I go along, and I, I brew it. Um, right now, one of my favorite beers was is a uh, barrel-aged honey wheat wine. It, uh, I, um, it's kind of like a barley wine, so it's 12.5%, um, but it's made with a lot of wheat and local honey. And then I aged, I aged the beer in barrels um, from... Indiana Whiskey Company, a craft distillery. Um, I aged them. I, I aged the beer in the barrels and then put it on, and it's 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 really good. It has a nice the the vanilla and the oak, and then the the wood that you get out of the barrel with the beer. It's it's absolutely awesome. Um, then another one that I have on right now, it's called a Shaman's Apothecary. It's I used uh, fresh juniper bran- juniper branches, juniper berries, lemongrass. And a bunch of herbs, and I soak the herbs in um, ugly dog gin, and then I put that in the fermenter. So it has kind of like a piney herbal aroma and flavor to it. And that's that's been pretty tasty. So Doug is finally in a location he likes, doing the thing that he loves, and he hopes to be doing it for a long time. Um, this is definitely a long-term placement. I don't. Um, I really don't have. I don't want to. When I say I don't want to grow, I don't mean that in a. Like I want to, I don't like. I I want to be able to stay in this setting and be able to be happy. And I don't want to be a big conglomerate. I don't want to. I have no aspirations to distribute beer all over the place. I want to be a local pub where people can come in and drink my beer. If you want to keep up with how Redline is doing or to check out the brewery, you can find Redline Brewing Company LLC on Facebook. And if you liked this story and want more like it, you can find more episodes of Lessons from Main Street and other storytelling podcasts at flintpodcasting.com. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date on future episodes. Just search for Lessons from Main Street. Lessons from Main Street is a partnership between Flint Podcasting Company and the Michigan Small Business Development Center. For small business development assistance, check out the SBDC at startgrowflint.org.